welcome into the Sports Buffoons Podcast. Welcome on in, everybody, to a special Easter episode on the Sports Buffoons here. My name's Tanner. Um, I have no Mike, no Jason, but that's all right. Because it's NFL mock draft season here, and we're looking for one big episode uh, today, and then we'll have another big show tomorrow, uh, Monday night at 7 p.m. Central. We'll have another six on as well, uh, or another six people talking about different teams as well. So today, uh, first off here, I got Smoking Jeremy joining me here. He's going to be picking for the Detroit Lions, uh, part of the kneecap biting uh, with Smoking Jeremy B on YouTube for the podcast. Did I say that right? Yep, kneecap biting with Smoking Jeremy B. Um, I'm also a moderator for, well, the admin and creator of Motor City Kneecap Biting Facebook page where you can watch it also. So if you are a Lions fan and you want to watch, you can go ahead and join that page. I do three to five shows a week. Oh, wow. Awesome. That's awesome to see. Guys, make sure you go out and follow him and join there. Great content. I watched a few uh, of the videos when I was doing a little research with everybody and just checking in. So uh, I like love the content there. Um, and then here we'll bring on Jonathan Grisham, uh, ex-pro baseball player, founder of Alpha Performance Baseball. Uh, has locations for Fort Worth, Texas, and then Alpha Performance Softball as well. Did I miss anything there? Uh, Alpha Performance Training is the other part. No, you got everything correct. I appreciate it. Yes, uh, I'm uh, looking forward to doing the show actually with with Dan on Let's Talk Sports as well, talking uh, major league baseball. Uh, been running my uh, baseball and softball program, working with kids from ages 10 to high school ages, uh, doing all kinds of good work in the community with them. So yes. Yeah, I see great updates from you. I know. Did you guys just get recently did a tournament this weekend on Easter weekend? Yeah, we did. We played a, a yesterday and one day tournament. I had two of my teams play and uh, my 12U team, my my uh, my 2009 12U uh, age girls competed and they ended up finishing second place in their tournament this weekend. So uh, good growth and, and uh, very proud. It's been a, it made my it made my Easter even better uh, seeing that group <laughs> uh, compete as well as they did this weekend. Well, that's awesome, and I know it's springing into, uh, you know, tournament time, so I'm happy for you to join us, be able to join us, even if it is on Easter Sunday night, but hey, free time's minimal during the spring and summer and fall, so I know that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, awesome, guys. So, real recap here, or what we're going to do here for the preview, I got Jonathan here picking for the Saints, New Orleans Saints, uh, Smoking Jeremy here, speaking for the Detroit Lions. I'm going to be making picks for, obviously, my Chiefs. Uh, and hopefully, uh, he's a little delayed here, but hopefully Matt Thomas is able to hop on in time to pick for the Cleveland Browns. If he's not able to show for his pick at the time, that's fine. We're going to make this a fun event here, and we're going to pick for the Browns as well. So, you know, we're just going to have a fun time here, kind of discuss the different teams. You know, you don't see a lot of mock drafts out there that have multiple people, you know, fan bases especially surrounding their teams all together at once. So this is kind of an exciting idea, and I hope, you know, you guys are going to enjoy it. So uh, we'll bring her up here. And uh, obviously, the Jags are first on the clock. Unfortunately, I was not able to get a Jags fan uh, for either night. Uh, but are you guys ready to roll? Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. 
So we'll hit continue here. First one, Aiden Hutchison goes off the block. So, Jeremy, <laughs> I know, right? Well, it, you know, there's been rumors coming out of the Jags office. They're off of Hutchison is the thing. So that's weird that all these mocks automatically just go Aiden Hutchinson every time still. Agreed. And it's kind of odd because I didn't think they were going to be in the running for him anyways. Like, right. I really, With I thought the, they would go otherwise. I think they would go Neil or Akonwu because their needs are still at tackle and guard because Cam Robinson hasn't signed his tag yet. Yeah, and Doug Peterson being an offensive-minded coach coming from, you know, KC and Philadelphia, I could see him really trying to bolster up that O-line there to give Trevor Lawrence, you know, some kind of peace of mind this season. So, man, is that, is that just an indictment that the defensive class, the defensive end class is just that good? That we oh, it's deep. More towards that first pick, taking that that DN over an offensive I mean, it, it, it's really a testament that the first four offensive tackles, they're not generational talent, but they're so good they should be considered good enough to do it. You know right. what I mean? It's just weird. I don't get it. You know, you got Evan Neal that's played left guard, right tackle, left tackle, and even taken some snaps at center during an injury time when he was in his freshman year when he started out at right guard. Um, then you got Icky Akonwu, who's played guard and tackle at Georgia. I mean, that kid's amazing. I mean, look what he did to Hutchinson, who's considered the number one overall prospect. I agree. And it wasn't for, and, it, and it's not for the lack of Hutchinson trying in that game either. Yeah, I agree that the focus, if you're the Jaguars, should be protecting Trevor Lawrence and, and utilizing, you know, that offensive line to, to be able to get hit the best out of him. It's kind of what we, you know, a lot of the talk about the Bengals with Joe Burrow, what they're trying to do, hopefully. You know, the Jaguars should be in the same boat looking at offensive tackle here. But, you know, like I said, I think that as good of a, as good as the defensive ends, you know, the one, two, Hutchinson, even Thibodeau, and I think they're graded a little bit higher than the, the offensive tackles at the top of the class, too. And that's probably why you're seeing a lot of those mocks, you know, going towards that DN spot. Absolutely. But uh, that being said, if they do that, man, oh, can I trade back? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> no Always, trades for uh, this one. Not this year. <laughs> no trades for this one. Yeah. You know what? Because the other one, that, the only guy that's not an offensive lineman that they've talked about in the last week has been Trayvon Walker due to his upside and his athleticism and versatility. Let's go Trayvon Walker. Trayvon Walker at two? Yep. And I, there was a report, I think I saw something where it said Dan Campbell does not like uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, you know, and that's saying that his, yeah, his mentality been on, doesn't fit the culture possibly. Is that is that what Campbell's going out saying? Right, because uh, that started with Albert Breer, and then it went on to Jeff Risden. Now it's gone to Sports Illustrated. Now it's on Barstool Sports. So it's more than one place reporting that he said this. So I think it's it's probably fact because, you know, you don't get that many different articles by different people saying such a thing. Right. And you know, MC is all about his guys. You saw videos. Uh, I can't remember who was the player, but he, you know he was talking with them in the hallway, like, "Hey, you're part 
of the change here. I want you here, you know, and he's that all about Tracy his Walker. guys. Tracy Walker, thank you. He's all about his guys, and that's what I love about MCDC. He's been so fired up ever since he got the job, and the, like he's been one of my favorite guys, favorite coaches, period, to just follow. And I have I have so so much belief in him that he's going to turn that organization around sooner than later. Well, Campbell follows. You know, he was part of the Sean Payton coaching tree, you know, uh, down in New Orleans, and, and he got to see a lot of the, mm-hmm. you know, how, in its essence of how to build a culture. You see a lot of coaches that you know from the coaching trees, like Bill Belichick's coaching tree. They 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 see the culture, but they never learn how to build the culture. Campbell's figured it out, I think, and really well, and being able to get that that interim job uh, in Miami, kind of putting the, the the footprint down. And then going back to New Orleans uh, under Sean Payton for a few more years and learning under him on how to establish and how to build a culture the right way. And I think that's setting up Campbell where, you know, he gets the quirkiness and the, the media makes fun of him so much for, but he is loved by the players. And in essence, that he's he's succeeding so far in the short term that it, it could be a long-term play for him. Absolutely. Fully, fully agree. All right, 16, New Orleans Saints are up. Kind of looking at previous draft picks here. Garrett Wilson's off the board there. If you're looking at receiver, uh, Jameson Williams, um, who I know the Chiefs are possibly targeting, which I'd rather skip on him because I want a guy this year (laughs) to play, not next year, but whatever. So what what are we thinking? What are we thinking here for the newly coached Saints? Yeah, I was the looking newly coached Saints. I, I see a lot of the offensive tackles are drafted early. Yeah, uh, you know, you, you kind of had a lot of conversation that Trevor Penning would make it uh, at least to sixteen. Uh, Cross would be one option that potentially could if he didn't. But seeing Penning go a little earlier in front of that would kind of shock me a little bit. So, uh, in essense, what I look at is the the offensive tackle and also wide receiver being the two biggest needs. And if you're that. That much is taken early. I'd have to go receiver at 16 just to assure. Because I know Chargers and Eagles are going to be looking at least offensive tackle and a wide receiver. I think Eagles will show, and Eagles did take Jamison Williams. So, uh, yeah, in a fear of run on receivers to make sure that at least somebody that, and I know there's no trades in what we're doing right now, but uh, the best bet that I would take would be Chris Olave. I think he would be the number one they would pick if the, if the offensive tackle is gone. Chris Olave should be the next pick. And in this instance, he's the first pick for the Saints. Wow. I almost. And, Jake, yeah. and Jake London just keeps falling. Went, yeah, Jake London will fall. He didn't even run a 40. He did do his pro day. He ran in all the drills, but he did not run a 40, which is very telling that possibly his ankle isn't fully healed and he didn't want to have to push off that fast. I, and I will say I, I'm not very high, very high on Drake London. There's, I, I know a lot of people love him for his size and what he's done at USC, but I, I, I don't see a lot of the the uh, the necessary traits that you see from uh, from Garrett Wilson, Alave, even Jameson Williams when he was healthy. That he, that the playmaker the, that you just go get the ball, and he just makes he makes something happen. I don't get that. I'm feeling. just the opposite. I'm just the opposite. Yeah, I think he is a playmaker. The only he, Look who is throwing to him. It's Keaton Slovis, a guy that was so bad he went back to school to try to improve his draft stock. Right. Oh, I get so, that. I mean, I agree. You're, I mean I agree, but that, that's a fact. He didn't, he, didn't have a, he didn't have a high drop rate. He had great route running. He played eight games, had over 1,000 yards, and eight touchdowns. 
I, I said I think that's a factor, and, and I agree that he didn't have the best quarterback. Whereas you know, James Williams had the Heisman Trophy winner. Alave had potentially uh, you know a Heisman uh, should be a Heisman finalist again this year, and uh, potentially a top five draft pick in twenty twenty three with uh, with CJ Stroud. But I, I, there's just something I, I, I look. I'm just seeing what I what I feel. I don't see the same. I don't get the I don't get the same wow feeling about Drake London that I did of Chris Olave or Jamison Williams uh, this past season. And it might be just I didn't get a chance to really watch a lot of the games being out in, in Los Angeles uh, at USC. But I, there was just – I never got that feeling. Like we, he's a, he is a true playmaker and someone that the Saints, they need someone that can step in and, if anything, be the number two guy to Mike Thomas or if you know his history, step in and be the number one guy right now off the bat. And Chris Olave, I feel like he has that. And let's think. Let's think who's throwing him the ball. Essentially, you know, Drake London, USC is not. You know, those guys didn't really have. I would say a true running quarterback. Jameis Winston, besides his ACLs from last year, this guy's going to go out and still scramble around. And Chris Olave is used to that with the Ohio State scheme as it is. So there's that kind of connection, I think, with that as well. Absolutely. All right, so we'll go Chris Olave at sixteen. I'm on here. Well, Cleveland Browns don't have a pick to what? Pick round three right now? Yeah, I think so. After that Deshaun Trey. <laughs> right. All right, so Drake London goes off the board right away. Uh, then there's another edge off. So now Saints are back up at 19. Uh, what are you looking here? I guess we can go to all and view what the top is here. We got a quarterback, linebackers up here. Kind of still get more defense. What are you looking at here? Now, see that again. Uh, offensive line was such a big need, and I, you know, losing Taron Armstead uh, is something that that it's it's going to be a huge hole. Uh, at this point, I don't feel like. Re- and I don't think there's an offensive tackle now with with Penny being. I think the last one is probably being the uh, that would be notice- noticeable for the first round. Uh, I, I don't necessarily want to reach at this point for 19 because I know I have one another second round pick at least at that point. Um, so at that point, I would look to see about uh, defensive side and what we could do a little bit more. I mean, we've kind of had a little bit of a, a transition uh, with players. I know this year we didn't really have a lot of loss on the defense side besides uh, Marcus Williams in the secondary, uh, second cornerbacks. We didn't really lose any, but uh, I, I feel like we need to get a little bit more younger still, a little bit more athletic on the defense side. We don't have Quan Alexander signed at the moment. I know we had Pete Warner drafted last year. We had um, Zach Bond drafted a couple of years ago as well. Uh, but I, I'm and I'm not high. I know I know the name right there. Kenny Pickett is at the list. I'm not interested in drafting a quarterback uh, in, in first round for the Saints. I'm not interested in drafting a quarterback at all in 2022. Uh, just kind of put that out there. Uh, so I'm looking at Devin Lloyd, his best player available. And I think just saying, hey, plug him in because Demario Davis is getting older. He's not as the he's up, he's still one of the great linebackers in the game. But you're looking at somebody who is in his mid 30s right now, or is close to being mid 30s, who's kind of getting up there a little bit. You got to continue to get younger. So I think Devin Lloyd, best player available on the defensive side, but just because the offensive tackle spot is not there for the draft at 19. Uh, so I'm gonna go with Devin Lloyd from Utah. Great pick. I think the same thing. I think that it would be a home run at 19. I'm right there with you guys. I just yeah. think looking here at the depth chart, you know, linebackers, 
outside of Demar Davis, Pete Werner's your number two te- technically, and there's just not a lot there after that. No, and I say, and Pete Werner played very well, learning under Quan and learning from Demario. But Zach Bond has just not been what they hoped he would be. Playing out of position—that's the other side of it. You know, Wisconsin—he was a rush edge, uh, you know, backer, and he's trying to learn to play, you know, a, a, a cover uh, linebacker. And so, I think something like getting a little, you know—it's still out there right now for him. But getting somebody who can help play now with Warner and Davis, and then also you're thinking of the future with Demario does move on at some point. I think that'd be a great spot to do so. Definitely, definitely. All right, here Chiefs are on the clock back-to-back picks here uh, from that Tyreek Hill trade uh, that I had. I was really strongly emotional during that day as soon as I found out. I bet you were. I was very upset because that's the core. Like, we've had him forever. And then, you know, there was a already talks in KC like, oh, yeah, we got him re-signed, whatever, you know. We're set. And next thing you know, this guy within two hours in the morning is traded to Miami out of nowhere. So it was a pretty emotional day. Uh, on this side now chiefs here there's a lot of different things that we can go to here uh cornerbacks were you know safeties edge the whole shebang but we got back-to-back picks here uh wide receiver is a thing i love pickings i think that's kind of the consensus from i see on chiefs twitter as well is pickings in this round if we don't go up and get uh williams from alabama uh but i want to I, I think our defense here needs to really improve, and there's a lot of depth positions that have not been filled, unfortunately. Um, so I am actually going to go ahead with Elam as the first pick because I think he can make the biggest impact at this moment uh, for the Chiefs. I thought Pickens was more like the 11th wide receiver in, right now because of that eight, his injury that he suffered. And uh, I thought... The most complete receiver is Traylon Burke still on the board? Uh, let's see here. Nope, I don't see him here for the receivers. Right now it's Watson, Pixons, and Moore, and Mechie. Wow. Not a, not a deep run for receivers here. And that's why I think they're looking to trade up for that. But, you know, also... We got to think about two for the Chiefs too. You know, we lost. Uh, we're losing some safety depth as well. As on safety, as Tyron Matthew isn't a thing, but you know, we just signed or we got Justin Reed there from Houston. So there's that positivity that I don't think I need to go Daxon Hill, and I, we we need a guy this year to perform. Plain and simple. That's why I'm not going to go into Jabo. So I think I'm going to go Elam here. Uh, Jonathan, any thoughts? Well, sir, I had a little technical difficulties. What was the pick just now? Uh, it's the Chiefs here. We're going to look at uh, Kair Elam. Yeah. I think it's just bet to fit because, uh, you know, we lost uh, Chardavius Ward there as well in the corner. Um, so it's in my cues went to the Lions. So not a huge loss there, but, you know, still depth. No, absolutely, and I think it, it, uh, and I jumped back on when I heard about you know you talking about Tyron Matthew being uh, you know replaced by Justin Reed. I think getting someone at least to help out uh, in the defensive backfield is definitely going to be something that uh, the Chiefs have to address a little bit more of. As you said, you've lost a few pieces, some that were you know you know important pieces on that defense, uh, but you know and I think you said uh, Elam was the pick that y'all uh, was made. Yep, Elam is what yeah, I went with. That's it. 
I think that's a good pick. It's right around the, uh, where he probably will should go uh, in that first round, and I think that it, it's going to be something that it will help cover the depth, and I think that's something that the Chiefs need to do a little bit more addressing after this year compared to what it was last year. Uh, their, their Super Bowl runs that they had, mm-hmm. they, had the, they had the depth on the defense. This year, I don't think they necessarily did have the depth, and I think you know having Elam step in and help out cover uh, for the replacing – uh, Matthew, as well as with Justin Reed, I think that's a great pick. Yeah, definitely. And then, you know, I got back-to-back picks here. I could go reach up and get a receiver there. I think I'm going to wait for a receiver for the second round. So I'm going to look for a guy, an edge rusher, who I think we need right away, even though we just got Frank Clark back. Frank Clark was almost ineffective, essentially, from last year. Uh, I know the Chiefs tried to do some Chris Jones outside. It didn't work out well. Uh, I'm actually going to go ahead and do Boye Mafe because, um, like I said, we want players. We need players that will play this year if we're going to stand a chance in that AFC loaded West right now. And I think he's going to be probably the most effective for the Chiefs this year. Well, it's, it's, uh, considering the, the quarterbacks you have in that uh, division, and I said loading up on, on a defensive back in round one, loading up on a defensive lineman on round two, I mean, that's, that's something that, I, again, talking about the depth that you need to have in that division, uh, you know, competing against Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, uh, Derek Carr. I mean, yeah, you got to load up a little bit more on that defensive side uh, and help out to at least play on against those offenses in the, uh, in the AFC West. Yeah, and if you th- if you think what Veach did last year in the draft for our GM, you know, our offensive line was the key of why the Bucks were just atrocious. And now, you know, this year, it's like we we went from the O line just being dominated with the draft. We stole some guys, you know, uh, and now it's dominant. So this year, now it's defense's turn to really improve. So I, I think I think we got to go that route. Yep. All right. We should be coming up on 32 shortly then. All righty. So 32. What is I got that? You. I got you, Jonathan. You had a little echo. I got you. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. 32. 32. What do we have on that board? So your top picks right now are Pickett, Hill, Ojabo, Coral, and Scene. I like Scene. Lewis Scene. Yes. I agree with you. You make a quick impact on your uh, defense for sure. Right, because the Deshaun Elliott signing doesn't scare me away from a first-round safety. I think it's a very smart pick. You know, we went edge with the first who can also play linebacker. Um, now you get seen, you're building up the defense. I think that's more important. Definitely. Looks like Tim. Jaguars go Raymond. And now, who's left in the wide receiver room right here? Wide receivers here. We got Watson there. Pickens is there. Sky Moore. Mechie. <coughs> I'm going Watson. Watson? Yep. I think this guy's secretly a solid route runner, and he could be good for golf. 
Yeah, he's got a good size too. I think right. He's what six, I think I saw. Uh, he, he was at the combine at six three two uh, two twenty two twenty five. Yep, six four and two eighteen. Okay, so I, I made him a little heavier than what he showed up at the combine. But that's a good. <laughs> that's a good piece to have. Uh, again, if you're trying to you're trying to help uh, Jared Goff and, and prove that he can and allow him to prove that uh, that he's still as talented as that number one pick he was drafted by getting someone with a good size who I think I said, well, he's a very good route runner as well. And that's something that you need to have for golf who can run, who can run himself open a little bit and give golf some uh, open windows. That's a good pick and a, and a big body to go on that offense as well. You know, you got, we picked up DJ shark. Who's a speed guy, but he has yes. trouble staying healthy. Uh, Christian Watson, he had a minor injury. I think it was in 2019 at the beginning of the season. I think he only played like 11 of their 13 games, but he still played in the championship game. And he was used to kind of in that Debo Samuel role. Uh, he scored the game-winning touchdown on a 70-yard scamper on a jet sweep. That's, that's going to be perfect for the Lions. All right, our first Browns pick is up. I don't see Matt on yet, so... What are their needs? <clears throat> the needs. Oh, I got to pull it up here. I had it at least. If this would work, right? Come on. Is the is the board still showing? It's not showing on my end right uh, now. Sorry, put it all here. All right, <clears throat> it's showing now. What's what's available? I can refresh real quick. Yeah. There we go. Okay. All right, so Cleveland's needs wide receiver, DL, edge, linebacker, safety, tight end, cornerback. Or I think they'd go Leo Chanel. Leo Chanel or um, Pickens if he's available. Pickens just got taken by Atlanta. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> right? That would, that would be the Browns' luck on that, right? <laughs> so I think Leo Chanel at linebacker would be a great pick for them as a second rounder. Leo Chanel. All right. Yep. I agree with you. I think they need some help on the linebackers so side, too. Even more on a wide receiver right now? Because, I mean, again, yeah, who, who's the receivers they have on the roster that you feel Amari Cooper. Okay. Donovan, Donovan People Jones. I, I, man, I, I'd lean more as far as Sky Morris. You know, a slot, you know, at least someone who can, can get in the slot and run himself. Uh, run himself open all day. Give him a good another weapon, at least for Deshaun, uh, to to have with Cooper. And, and I, this it, wide receiver yeah, class is deep. I agree. It is. I absolutely agree with you. It is. Uh, but I agree. The, the defense they may get a little bit more. But I mean, they've put a lot of picks in the, in the last couple of years on the defensive side. I mean, yeah, mostly on the def- mostly on the defensive line and cornerbacks, though. Right. They haven't really addressed the linebacker room, and it's starting to age, and it's showing. That's why their front seven couldn't stop a lot of running teams. No, that's fair. That's fair yeah. by itself yeah. there, especially in that division. So, yeah, we'll go ahead and – I like that Leo pick, so we'll go Leo. All right, let's see here. Saints are up next. Sky Moore's gone. Uh, Bonito. Leal, Petre. Oh, I like that Petre one, so so <coughs> close. All right, Saints are on the board here. We'll look at best available. So here's your best available at the moment. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking there? I, I'm still kind of circling on that offensive line, uh, off the tackle, um, you know, seeing what's what they have now. I have to go to the list. 
you're in the second uh, round, I would say Bernard Raymond out of Central Michigan if he's there. I don't. I'll see if they want to list him. Oh, I'm not seeing uh, him. Nope. I think he got taken. Probably mid second round. Jaguars. Yeah, right before. I made the sandwich between your two. <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, that was one that I was kind of wondering as well if he would be available at that point. Um, um, yeah, so that's. How's that's your guards my, doing? Interior wise. Man, if we draft another interior offensive lineman, I think Saints fans would just absolutely uh, lose it. <laughs> and then from no, I, being from New Orleans, it would it would ruin Jazz Fest down there for the Saints fans. I think if they draft another interior offensive lineman, well, um, I mean we have with, some. Good, with we're Kamara, is Kenneth Walker available? Because with Kamara possibly going to have to miss some so, long time. And I have a running back in mind, and I don't think just yet. Uh, Kenneth Walker is a good running back that I think he would pair off with Kamara very well. But there's another running back I do have in mind. And uh, I think what the offense for the Saints really uh, has, has shown greatness is when you have these the scat back, speed back, and Kamara is a bigger version of what they've had in the past. Is that is that version? Uh, but a power, big power back. And, and I know Kenneth Walker has some good size to him. I think it's just a little too early still, round two in my eyes, to, to look at that, especially when you still have the offensive line questions. And I uh, mark right now, um, man, this uh, – and you might be right about that, that they look at it and say running back would be a good spot to take at 49 here if the offensive tackle position has kind of gotten drained a little bit. But – I know we need to go a little bit uh, on the defensive line and the interior defensive line, and I've seen a lot of good things and a lot of top talk about Travis Jones. Um, it has been yes. uh, climbing up the board a lot, and I think that would be at this point if the off- if the the right offensive tackle position is not in the, it's not there in the first round, and, and the right uh, prospect is not available in the second round. I think Travis Jones would be a good spot to take here at forty nine. So that would be my pick uh, for the Saints is Travis Jones. Definitely, and that's not going to hurt for death wise either. Behind you know jo- uh, Cameron Jordan and uh, uh, Marcus Davenport, so Absolutely. I think that's perfect situation to go into as well. All right, so Chiefs are next on the clock here. Let's see here. I think it's gonna be kind of hard, man. It's gonna be kind of hard to pass up a linebacker uh, for us here. I think losing Hitchens is wasn't a huge deal but we don't have a lot of depth back there and with these three still on the board here at 49 uh personally for me i'm gonna go quay walker uh for georgia uh the guy's quick he's fast but i think he's gonna be my guy here at 49 okay loading the defense up is that going to be the, is that going to be the theme for the uh, the AFC West in the draft? Is a lot of those teams are going to load up more on defense? They've done well, it in free I, agency as well. I mean, they might as well continue that trend in the draft, right? It went from stopping the Chiefs most years, like who can you get to stop Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and Patrick Mahomes on the offense? Now the Chiefs are having to look at who am I going to stop Russell Wilson and Justin Herbert? You know, all these playmakers that are happening now in the AFC West and. Yeah, it's unfortunately for the Chiefs, it's going to have to be loaded up on the defense and try to hit hit on a few guys like we did Nick Bolton last year. So, all right, 62 here. 
Uh, I'm going to look at all. All right. If it was me drafting here, I would totally go with uh, another linebacker. But I don't think they're going to go that route. I think here, this is where we're going to look at possibly a wide receiver here. Um, I like Alex Pierce here or Calvin, even Calvin Austin. Uh, I don't think they're going to know their Clemson guy, though. And 62, I know, because we don't have another pick until, yeah, it's a little ways away. And you gotta, you got to go for somebody at this point if you didn't get Pickens, uh, if they didn't get Pickens in the first round. So I think I'm going to go probably Pierce on this one. What are your guys' thoughts, though, Great for pick. Chiefs' depth? I think Alec Pierce is a big, strong, fast guy. He's another one of those 4-3 guys, you know. I'm not saying it's a, I can't remember exactly where I, he was either just a little faster or just a little slower than Watson. I think he was 4.38 if I remember right. But that being said, he's a talent. He's one of the reasons why Desmond Ritter looked good. He runs good routes. Mm-hmm. He doesn't drop a lot of passes. He's got a nose for the end zone. The guy knows where to go when he where he needs to be. So that's the biggest thing. Yeah, that's Patch Mahomes' favorite. You don't need somebody to come and step in to be Tyreek Hill. You are basically no. I mean, drafted somebody a couple of years ago in Nicole Hardman, who is the essentially a replica of Tyreek with the speed-wise. Is he as good at the, at the route? Probably not, but as far no. as what Tyreek brings. But he is a – as far as the speed goes, that Nicole Hardman is that uh, that essential cheetah-like player that the, the Chiefs have had. That he can step in and roll and, and be uh, and try to hopefully be that person for them. So getting somebody who, as you said, is a bigger bigger target who can run good routes mm-hmm. and, and be a, a, another option uh, behind Travis Kelsey and, and take over that that number two spot where McColl can be that speed guy go go fly down the field and let Tra- Patrick throw as far as he can to get it. Yeah, and Miko, it's also a contract year, so we all know what happens contract years. <laughs> yes, we it's do. time to play ball. So, uh, and also Josh Gordon resigned with us. Now we actually have him for a full off, full off season as well. So maybe he can be somewhat the Josh Gordon remember from before his launch suspension. So we'll see. All right, Detroit six to six. What are we looking at? Troy Anderson is he there? What uh, what position? Sorry, linebacker. Thank you. Troy Anderson, Montana State. Yes. Love this guy. RAS a 10. Relative athletic score a 10. He's one of seven players to get that this year. With two of them being Trayvon Walker, Jordan Davis. You also got a late round pick that I don't want to say later. <laughs> because I'm hoping <laughs> I can grab him. <laughs> I like it. At least I'm smart enough to know not to say it. <laughs> Amen to that. Alright, Browns are up, guys. So we picked a linebacker last time. For their selections here uh, let's see here so their needs still are wide receiver defensive line edge safety tight end and cornerback uh, obviously we know they're good on running backs right now but what about Trey McBride what are your thoughts here for him maybe being taken off or, or no I'm sorry yeah taken off at this point that wouldn't be a bad pick for them the only thing I don't like about Trey McBride Bride is he was more of a pajama warrior. He never ran that fast in game film. If you actually watch his game film, he's kind of that slow plodding receiving. He still gets the yards because he doesn't go down at first contact. Gotcha. Hey, huh. Big bigger guy, big target. You know, he's got some, he's got that 
that, as you said, that built like a tank type of body. But he, as you said as well, moves in a way like a tank. Like I say, it's not going to beat you in a foot race down the field. But if you have someone like Cooper, uh, Don Peoples Jones, you can kind of get some more, uh, you know, get maybe uh, another guy, another weapon that can be that open uh, downfield uh, weapon for Deshaun Watson. A safety blanket like McBride would be a good pick, at least to get you that that mid range routes that he can get you, you know, 10 yards first down and, and be able to keep moving the chains that way. Yeah, and I, I think also he'd probably be huge for the running game, too, because I think, didn't they lose Austin Hooper? Am I right? Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, having a, a big body come into play with uh, that running game they got going on there, that could be a huge win. Uh, I mean, and you're not well, wasting a second or a first round pick on them. So that's what correct. makes it great. Correct. Are we all agreeing here with Trey McBride? Yes. All right. Trey McBride for the Browns. Matt Thomas can't be mad about this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see here. Go down the way. Sam Williams was what I was looking at. I was really hoping he'd stay around. Even though he has a little off-field character issues, I think he'd, he could be a potential threat. All right, Chiefs here. Round three, 94. Man, we have a lot of picks, I tell you. Uh, mm-hmm. well, let me – yeah, I'm on all. I think – Eventually, I think I'm going to look at a running back because I just don't think Clyde and, you know, that depth is going to do enough. I think you got to look for another weapon there. But I think it's going to come back down to another linebacker for me, possibly a corner. Corner or safety. Let's see here. Who's available? Kirby's there. He's there you go. With mine. Vernon McKinley. Kirby Joseph. Another. Yeah, I think I didn't realize he was still there. I think Kirby's gonna be my guy. Oh, Neil's there, but he's late though. And he's also slower. He's a big guy, but he's slower. He does tackle well, but he does. He's not a great in-air ball defender. He's not a ball hawk. Whereas Kirby Joseph does a little bit of everything. Yeah, I think I am gonna go Kirby. That since he's still there, I, I didn't expect him to be there. So I'm gonna go Kirby Joseph here. Some safety depth as well. And getting someone like I said, you know, I think that's a good. I think that'd be a good pick. Someone who can uh, you know, create some turnovers, and that's something that uh, you're you're wanting guys. And again, we're talking about the offenses in that division in the AFC West. You're going to want somebody that can go create opportunities and go get the ball and try to and try to cut those offenses down. So that'd be a good idea, good pick right there. Solid. Yeah, I agree. All right, Detroit up ninety-seven, round three. Okay, let's see. Hmm. Any positions you want to look through, see who's there? I'm thinking real quick. Let's look back at safety again. Safety here. Cook, Cross, McKinley, Anderson. Nah, um, let's go back to linebacker again. I think we're going to double dip this round. Because now that you already drafted Troy Anderson, who should be able to pair up with yeah. Barnes and do better than Anzalone, of course. Anzalone's brought back for leadership, not because of his play. Uh, <laughs> Veteran presence. <laughs> yes. Kind of like Brockers. You can't afford to cut him because his cap really doesn't save you anything. All right. It's not going to hurt it off to have that. 
So what do we got there at linebacker? So linebacker, uh, Damani Clark, Darian Beavers, Brian Asama. Darian Beavers. Darian Beavers. Beavers. Yes. Cincinnati. Yep, 9.72 RAS. Brad Holmes is big about RAS. Last year in the draft, he didn't draft anybody lower than an 8 in relative athletic score. Oh, wow. So Beavers over Damone Clark? Damone Clark just had that. And I know you mentioned the the, the RAF on it, but, I mean, what what about Beavers? Because Clark came on really well over the last two years, and he put up some solid numbers, especially this past season. but he and, just tore his ACL in, at his pro day, so he's going to be out till oh, December. Clark? I didn't know that actually, I, I'm, and I'm an LSU fan. Or, I, it was I'm, either that or his pectoral. <laughs> I didn't know that. I need to go and make figure that one out. I did not hear that part. That's why Damone Clark didn't go in the second round. Otherwise, he'd have been gone in the second round because he had like a nine-five RAS. He just was a little slower. Darren Beavers is a big guy with speed. He tackles real well. He did great for Cincinnati. It's another reason why they won on top of Desmond Ritter, Jerome Ford, and Alec Pierce. It was their defensive play. So he had uh, spinal fusion surgery is what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. Huh. Yeah, he's out for yeah. the, He's going to be out for the year. Wow. Wow, I didn't know that. Hmm. All right, well, then the pick makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Saints are up right. at 98. All right, well, I keep going back to that offensive line, offensive tackle spots. If we can pull up the offensive tackle list, and I think I have a name, I'll open it still there. Max Mitchell, Kellen, uh, is that Dish? And Luke Godecki, Braxton Jones. That's then, tackles. Uh, where where did I just just out of curiosity, where did Rasheed Walker how long ago did he get picked? Uh, Mid third round. Rasheed Walker at ninety. Yeah, so not so yeah, not not too far off from where I was hoping to get him at this point, but I cannot wait much longer off on an offensive tackle and, and just to help the depth wise. I know we're going James Hurst in the uh, on the start the season at left tackle. Um, Max Mitchell, I think, is going to be he's a, a prospect that's going to be needed a lot of development over the next uh, year, maybe even two years. Um, and he could develop into a right tackle and move in Ramchek over to uh, to left side is a possibility. I think they were flirting with that idea uh, to at least give some time to see what James Hurst can do. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and with 98. I need to get it off the tackle on the board now. Let's go Max Mitchell from uh, from down the road in New Orleans in Louisiana Lafayette. All right. Max Mitchell, you said sorry. Yes. Okay. Now I can go to sleep to the fifth round. <laughs> one seventy-seven. That's gonna be me after the fourth. <laughs> All right. So the Browns are actually on the clock. Look at that, back to back to back. All right. So Browns here, um, looking at their best bets here. So so far for them, linebacker and tight ends. What we've gone with. Obviously, there's still a lot. Uh, what about wide receiver? Where do you, who do you wide got receiver? there for him? Let's look. So Jones Jr. is still there uh, from Tennessee. Danny Gray, Romeo du- uh, Dobbs, Tyquan Thornton. Velas Jones Jr., speed for days. He would be like the great guy. You, then you can make Donald and People Jones actually what he should flourish at, a slot receiver. Yeah, oh, they, yeah that makes I, sense. I, I agree that they need a speed guy uh, in the room. 
Cooper's obviously not that. Uh, Peoples Jones, I, I think he should be able to bring more. As you said, I, he should bring more to the table. Uh, and you need someone who's just who's going to be that big play depth. Now that you have a quarterback that can throw the deep ball uh, and, and be accurate in the deep ball with Deshaun Watson, I think Bellis Jones would be a good selection here. All right, I agree with you here. Deshaun does not hate against weapons, so. All right, Chiefs are on the clock here. One oh three. I mean, this is it's kind of getting crazy here. We're saying we're not even in the fourth round yet. I don't think I'm looking receiver yet. Um, what are my selections so far? Done an edge, corner, safety, linebacker, wide receiver. I mean, what do we have for wideout still? Uh, what are we at? Pick. I don't know if I'm going to go with that route. 103. I still got another pick here. Linebackers. Yeah, Bernard's there for Baylor. If I try for a reach. Man, it's kind of a tough one. I think it... No, there's not a lot of edges either at this moment. Uh, I like Malone. I've seen a few of his. Um... But Tyreek, like Tyreek Smith for Ohio State's out, still down there too. Uh, let's see here. I'm probably going to go the linebacker situation here, and probably Brian Asamoa, the second from Oklahoma. It's probably who I'm going to go with here at round three. Just build that linebacker depth there. Really heavy on the defense still. It's defense, man. I'm <laughs> telling you, we lost a lot of pieces from. 2018-2019 that we drafted uh, to free agency. And, Absolutely. And that's know, not a bad pick. Uh, Samoa's got some good speed, good range side to side. He can he can, uh, he can can move around, so that's not a bad pick for, for the Chiefs on, on defense. And this real quick here, sorry, we got a couple comments I missed here. So back there, you were asking if the Chiefs would trade, 30, trade back to the Texans. Yeah, I think that'd be great. To get you know maybe a couple more picks too in the draft, but we also we already have a lot of picks. So uh, if we trade, you know, if we go up, let's move up and grab something in the top uh, top fifteen. Is what I would say. Um, oh come on, hide. And then uh, Wink just said, "Isn't Cornell Powell the only wide receiver guaranteed to be on the Chiefs after this year?" Um, I. Th- think that's correct because Juju's on one year, Mikko's on a uh, his contract year, and then Josh Gordon's only on one year. So, I really, forgot, yeah, I forgot Chiefs even uh, signed Juju uh, Smith Schuster too. Yep, we got TikTok TikTok guy himself. So, <laughs> oh, him and Jackson Mahomes are gonna have a blast. Let's just hope they don't do anything <laughs> together, please. <laughs> All right, Browns on the board at one eighteen, round four, guys. Uh, Kind of reminder here, looking ahead. Uh, where you at here? Browns, 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 Browns. I think they were needed still a uh, wide receiver DL and edge guy. We can see what we got here at 118. Uh, nothing too crazy. Um, looking at it, safety cornerback with them. I don't think they're going to go after anybody like a running back or offense. Just Who's cornerback right now? Uh, let's see here. Josh Jobs there. Um, Zion McCollum. And there a, you go. A Caleb Evans. Zion McCollum. There's your sleeper pick for that round. 
for Sam Houston State. I think, mm-hmm. yeah. I didn't look too much into this guy here for Zion. Yeah. I'll have to check him out. He's 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 decent, great in air ball defender. Will get you some picks. Um, his hip swivel's good. He's got some speed. Got some length to him. Nice. All right. Yeah, I think that fit right up their alley. All right, Saints at one twenty. So it's here now. I'm looking. There's two spots. I mean, it's running back and uh, and safety. I, I'm kind of looking to see uh, and running back as I kind of mentioned earlier. As far as uh, a, a guy to pair with uh, with Kamara, a bigger back. There's two of them right there that I see, and really actually three with uh, that are on top of that list. Uh, that would be great compliments and, and Isaiah Spiller, Brian Robinson Jr., and James Cook. Uh, that would complement Kamara in this offense completely. Uh, I was not anticipating Spiller to still be here at this point in the draft uh, in the sure. fourth round, and I'm a little I'm a little taken back by that actually. But uh, man, it makes it a little bit more difficult because Brian Robinson was the guy that I was really targeting uh, at 120 for the Saints. Big big back with good speed, a one cut and go, uh, and it's something that again that can really really. Uh, be a little bit more balanced on the offense allow Camaro to do what he does best and out the backfield and catching passes. Uh, and that's assuming Camaro's playing, right? Well, that's for the first half <laughs> of the season, yes. And I think okay. and I'm still – and even then, at that point, you're still looking at, you know, four four to six games, I think, is what he's going to be facing for suspension-wise. Um, so having someone like a, uh, like a, a Robinson who, who can handle the rock – you know, 20 times. I think that's a good pick. Spiller's another one. It makes it more difficult seeing both those guys at that top of the list. Um, I think Robinson's the better fit. That's exactly what I, I was, and that's why I was tar- who I was targeting at 120 was Brian Robinson, but letting Spiller go uh, is is really a surprise. But yes, I, I agree, and that's who I was targeting. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and follow what my plan was, and I'm gonna go at 120 Brian Robinson Jr. All right, we'll hit Brian Robinson Jr. for the draft here. I got to make sure I got one more pick, right? Yeah, I do. Okay. Before my long awaited break. So here. And you got a long wait all the way to the seventh round after this. That's right. You? And I got four of them in the seventh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So here, I could go a few different routes on this. I could go wide receiver because I want to. Probably do a running back right at the end of the fourth round here at my last pick. So let's see here. Taekwon, I could reach for him at this point, or I could go running back and get him. Um, I could look at Edge again, which, you know, it's a huge emphasis on the Chiefs this year. Oh, come on, scroll down. Dominique Robinson's there, Clemens. Right, Tyreek Smith. Uh, see your corner, safety. Josh Jobs right there still. So is Castro Fields and Michael Wright. It's going to be hard guys to have to wait on to pass up. Mikhail Wright think. is going to be good. Yeah. He's been one of the guys I have circled here that if the Chiefs don't go, uh, if the Chiefs trade back, I hope they trade back into that fifth round and reach up to get Michael Wright. I'd be okay with that. Um, <clears throat> honestly, I think I am going to have to 
maybe do a reach here just for the fact that I don't have those picks in the fifth, sixth, or seventh round, or fifth, fifth and sixth round, is I am probably right here going to go running back at this point. And I am actually going to look at James Cook here. I think he's gonna, he would fit the offense for us. He's quick, uh, you know, similar, similar to his brother in a way, uh, who, who can just be a pass catcher as well. And that's kind of what, you know, the Chiefs' offense is kind of like here. And a good depth guy. So I'm going to go James Cook here. I think that's a good, a good pick as well. And I, and I, I, I understand the, the thought process of, of why going running back uh, when you have Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Um, you want someone who can – he took a pounding. He's been hurt a little bit more mm-hmm. this year or this past season than what he has dealt with at, at, at LSU. Uh, and what he was able to do at LSU was be the that, that scat back who, who could run the ball between the tackles, like a, like a uh, Darren Sproles type of uh, running back. But getting someone who's got a little bit more size and a little bit more, uh, more to that to that running up the middle and James Cook could fit that role a lot better than what uh, Elaric has been able to do so far. Yeah, and yeah, and that's the key. You just said it. He's been hurt, right? <clears throat> so you need somebody, got somebody there that's going to be on the field for you. All right, let's see here. Michael Wright's right there, guys. I, I mean, even looking at the best overall here, I still probably wouldn't go in. I, Robinson's there. I think I would at this point reach here and grab Michael Wright at cornerback. <clears throat> That does it for me for a while. So let's see here. <laughs> let's see here what's going on. In the meantime, guys, uh, you know, I still have a couple spots. Jeremy and Jonathan, if you guys are wanting to hop on tomorrow night, I got uh, a few more guys. I got Panthers, Titans, uh, Pat should be on. I got Mike Settle from the Buffoons here. He'll be picking for the Chiefs. Uh, Jets and the Pack came on late here. Uh, kind of signing up. So if you guys, you know, I still get a couple spots. If you guys are free, you're more than welcome to hop on. I appreciate it. Uh, got practice actually tomorrow night, and that's going to make it a little bit hard. But right, I figured time time was or time was tough for you. I got them. Ki- <laughs> I got them kids. I got to keep working with them. <laughs> All right, Saints here at 161. We are officially in the fifth round. Fifth what are we round. looking here? I'm looking at this. Like I said, safety was a spot that I, uh, I kind of uh, circled. Um, safety? Okay. Safety was one. Just kind of see what they're at uh, on the board uh, where we're, uh, and where we're at for it. You know, maybe, maybe right now it might be still too early to at least look at some of those guys. Uh, there's, a couple, there's about one or two safeties that I have uh, circled maybe for the latter part of the draft and the last two just to, to see what they can be like and, and cover some needs uh, and see what they can do as camp bodies. But um, – the others, the other one was tight end. I think I saw a tight end on that list, and we have something a position that's been very underwhelming over the last couple of years uh, in New Orleans. And we have uh, yes. Adam Troutman has just not been what they hoped he was when they drafted him. Uh, uh, Johnson is another one. Uh, Juwan Johnson is another one who's shown some glimpses. He was a receiver, but he's not been. Uh, he, he moved to tight end. It's just he's been inconsistent. <coughs> There's a couple on that list uh, right now that, that I'd like to see uh, how they would fit in New Orleans. Uh, you know, Rucker being one who's, who's kind of down the list a little bit right now, and a little surprised he's available at 161. And Jalen Wittermeyer was the other. And, and, I, and it, for some reason, I was trying to figure it out, and I, I can't remember off the top of my head. I saw a lot of talk about him being a second-round pick, and then I, I, I don't know if he got hurt or if something just – 
turned a lot of the scouts off of him to where he fell later in the draft and a lot of the mocks out there. But, uh, I mean, a freak talent athlete in Wittermeyer. And it kind of surprised me to see that he's been falling down the boards like this. It uh, is. And he's a massive guy, too. 6'5", 256. I can't remember what – I thought there was something, though, that happened with him. Yeah, but I didn't see I, – I, I Googled that, actually. Who was that? Jalen Wittermeyer from A&M. Hmm. I can't remember what it was either, but there was something out. It was right after the combine, and then it kind of disappeared. That doesn't help, but <laughs> – <laughs> I, I'm just giving you the time frame. That's what I was going for. It was about a couple of weeks ago. I, I, I looked it up as well. And I couldn't find anything to, that that said. Like I said, I think early in the draft process, he was, you know, one of the top three tight ends. I thought, or at least that I thought I saw. And then he flat out disappeared and was falling down into the fifth, you know fifth, sixth, seventh rounds. Um, man, that, that's a that's an intriguing talent. It's a physical specimen that you gotta you gotta love and. Man, off the top of my head, if I can't figure out what it was, and I don't know what it is, I'd like to go with Jalen Wintermeyer. I think over him, I think he gives it the dynamic that this offense in New Orleans, that you have someone with Jameis Winston with the arm talent he has. Mm-hmm. You, you need a little bit more on the with the with the skill positions, you know, with Mike Thomas coming back, we drafted Chris Olave, getting somebody that can help in the middle of the field uh, and with that big body. I think that's going to be a huge asset for the Saints, and I think Jalen Wintermeyer would be the pick. Uh, here in round five to go with. All right, Jalen Wintermeyer it is. Big buy for the Saints here. That's going to help. Uh, Wink here just commented here, NFL defensive tackles uh, falling on top of you. Ain't like college. Nope. It ain't like college at all. <laughs> no. All right, Lions are up here at 177. We'll go back Who's to Who's available in the safety room? Safety room here. Uh, Yusuf Corker, Sterling Weatherford. Weatherford. That's the, one. That's the guy. Sterling Miami, Weatherford. Ohio. Yeah. 6'3, 220 pounds. Runs a 4'5, 40. Has a 40 inch vert. In air ball defender. Likes to smack players over the middle. That's what I like. We need tacklers. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, uh, that'd be nice. That'd be nice to have there. <laughs> right up MCDC's alley. <laughs> That's a All kneecap right. biter. That is. <laughs> 181 Lions are back up here. We are in round six, by the way. So what are we looking here? You know, this is where we're going to build for depth. We got a wide receiver. We've got our safeties. We've got our linebackers. We got our edge guy. I think here, if Hassan Haskins is available at running back, because I doubt we re-sign Jamal Williams, and we're going to need to replace that next season. So, I like Hassan Haskins. All right. And then just FYI, uh, Zamir White, Jerome Ford, and Tyler Beatty are all still on the board as well. I, that, I 27 that, bench, that 27 reps bench press, he's got awesome. that Le'Veon Bell type of running where he's patient and then hits a hole. I like it. Okay. Hassan Haskins. Right. Hassan Haskins it is. Just feed, and, and at the same time, feeding into the Michigan crowd as well, right? I, I I could care less who he played for. Twenty-seven bench reps for a hey, for a halfback. Absolutely <laughs> impressive. I agree with you on that. That's impressive as can be. One ninety-four Saints. What are we looking here? Oh man, going back to the safety room. I had someone. Uh, 
you know, and I think he's available. He's at the top of that list, and it's Bubba Bolden, um, someone that can who's dealt with a lot of injuries in his career at the U. Um, but he's got a good size, 6'3", 205, ran a four four seven at the uh, in the combine. Um, I mean, a lot of talent physically uh, that is there. Uh, just never never had a lot of opportunities with the injuries that he dealt with uh, in his career uh, at the University of Miami. But you take the potential here in round six, uh, and, you, and it helps plug somebody that you get. You've lost uh, Malcolm Jenkins to retirement. You lost Marcus Williams to the Jets. Uh, you know we're 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 looking to at least get some more depth in that secondary, and if Bubba Bolden can stay healthy, he's got a lot of that talent that can really help uh, and, and be that di- be the the another another diamond in the rough that the Saints always usually find in the latter rounds in the draft. And also help between you know hopefully Marcus May can keep himself clean enough to be able to play all season. So having a guy there hopefully learn early in case something does happen. Absolutely. All right, Bolden. Ba 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 ba. No new comments. Double checking. All right. So here we're getting to the late, starting in the late sixth round here. Browns are on the clock. Uh, let's see here. Good old Browns. I don't know Isaiah Thomas is still there uh, for them as well on the edge. Somebody that can help maybe learn on that side of things. That's kind of who they're looking for. Uh, what are we thinking here? Jeremy, you got any ideas? Who's this for the Browns? For the Browns. What do they still need? They still need I know a, we did wide receivers. Um, let's see. We did backers. Do they need safety? They're, they're looking at safety and edge are kind of the next two. So Is safety. Is right? Barnell still on the clock? Do, 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 do. I don't, do not see him. Oh, at Edge? Sorry. Okay, so he's... Hang on, hang on. Yeah. Uh, Mari, Mari. I do not see him. Okay, so he's been picked already. So yeah. then he would. they would probably move on. Um, safety is uh, Corker or Smoke Monday there? Smoke Monday is there. That's who they take. Smoke Monday here, and that's... Was obvious. I mean, that's one of the coolest names, I think, right now. Smoke Monday. You know, his, his real name is Quadarius Monday. Smoke was the nickname he was given his first game in college because there was three over-the-middle routes, and he smoked them when they tackled him. That's awesome. <laughs> well, now we know. That's awesome. All right. Lions are coming up here at 217. What are we looking 217. for 217. Well, this is where I'm going to do that little bit of a reach for wide receiver. Okay. And this is where I'm going to go with Isaiah Weston out of uh, Northern Iowa. Oh, okay. That's my sleeper RAS 10 guy. He ran a 43940. He's 6 foot 3, 225 pounds. The guy had a garbage QB and still managed to put up almost 1000 yards. Just think what he can do with an NFL quarterback now. That's going to be exactly kind of nice to see, especially for so a wide receiver depth like the Lions, for instance, or anybody. Yeah, because that makes yeah, that's that's two FCS receivers. Was Watkins? Yeah, you had, you had Watkins as well, right? Yep. Yeah, Watson. Yeah, yeah. Watson. That's right. Yep. Yes, Watson. So yep. interesting. I mean, hey, I. I, I 
I get the thought process. You're able to put up numbers at that level. You mean when you said what what you do with the level of an NFL quarterback and NFL offenses, uh, and you're able to go and if you're able to dominate that level, you know, there's been the the stigma of small school play can't translate. That's gone. I I think that's gone over the last 10, 15 years now with these guys who are playing anywhere. They're able to just come out and they're stepping up and showing up. So that's an I mean, interesting pick. I, and, hey, it's a, a low-risk, high-reward type pick here in the sixth round. Yeah, because we actually do not have a 234th pick that goes to the Broncos for the Trinity Benson trade because he's still on the uh, God-blessed <laughs> roster. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. One of those. All right, the Browns are up here at the start of round seven. Um Honestly, guys, I think this is where it's time to go to the edge. I mean, not you know, this is more of a depth, and hopefully, you kind of um, hit at this point. Or what do you? D'Angelo thinking? Malone. Um, trying you. to think, some of the other late round guys. Yeah, I think D'Angelo was already taken. Okay, who's who's there? Because I can't read it on my phone. Uh, edge wise, Christopher Allen, uh, Asesi Otamoweo. Uh, no. Trey Williams, Tyree Johnson, Adam Anderson, Jeremiah Moon. Ty- Tyreek Johnson. All right. A&M, yeah, I like this guy. He was actually going to be one of my picks in the seventh year. So. <laughs> Sorry. That works out. Hey, <laughs> that's what it's about, right? <laughs> so Tyree Johnson here, I like it. You good with that, Jonathan? I'm just giving that realistic feel to right? It is, right? Like This is the best part about it. It's like you can simulate all you want, but when you have real people picking their, their teams, it's whole different. Absolutely. I, I look up a lot of the RASs for a lot of these guys that were at the Combine, and I try to find stuff on that outside of it, you know, from pro days, because Ken Platt does a lot of research, gets all those numbers, puts them in, and plugs them in at RAS and their pro comps. The reason why I love Aiden Hutchinson, do you want to know who his pro comp is right now? What is what you got? A fourth a fourth round guy that became a star out there in Las Vegas, Max Crosby. Huh. Hmm. Really? Yep. Man, I can mean, I can see that, actually. Yeah. Yeah, not that you just put the name, like, I can actually see that. And now here's the other thing. The only thing that kept uh, Aiden Hutchinson from getting a perfect 10 RAS was his weight. Oh, really? Yep, All because he had the second. He had a second. No, because he didn't have a lot of weight because he's six foot six and 260 pounds. Makes sense. Huh. But you move him to outside linebacker like they did in that 3-4 hybrid defense that they ran at Michigan, and he fits exactly what we're doing in Detroit. Yeah, I agree with that. Hmm. That, that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting if you guys end up with him. Uh, seventh round here, I'm gonna go uh, defensive line guy. Uh, I'm actually gonna go Marquan McCall from Kentucky. Um, just you know, a guy that had to play against a bunch of runs and trying to get a run stopper here. You know, if you're gonna hit on somebody, defensive line guy, it's not gonna hurt uh, to get a run stopper. All right, Lions are on the clock, two thirty-four. Oh, they gave it to me anyways. Okay, they did, um, they did. Let's look and see who's available at corner. Give corner? me your top five that are left. Vincent Gray, Dakobe Durant, Damarin Williams, Josh Thompson, and Mon- Monteric Brown. 
I would go with Vincent Gray. I, I know it's a Michigan guy, but his RES is above eight. Oh, wow. All right. <laughs> Vincent Gray. For a seventh-round pick with a RES uh-huh. above eight, that's a win. <laughs> yeah, I'd take that. Chance to be impactful right away. It's just yeah, what it's, the Lions it's need. Same, right. I mean, right. like I said, the last the last couple of picks, it's drafting for depth. Absolutely. You know, you're it looking is. for those hidden gems. You're looking for sleepers. And like I said, that Isaiah Weston pick, because I didn't plan on picking at 234. And that's, that's actually the Bronco. And that's not what the RAFs are, are, are built for. It's the latter part to see who who is your diamonds in this draft that can, that can step, that can come in and not only compete for a roster spot, but also compete for a job in the, in the rotation or even the starting lineup. Isn't it crazy that David Bell was the slowest wide receiver at the combine? <laughs> David Bell was. I didn't even. I didn't actually didn't even look at that part. Yeah, him. he ran a four six five. He then that was the slowest. Four six five is the slowest for a receiver, man. <laughs> yeah, we go a long way in the forties now, right? <laughs> that that slayed that the the great white hope or hype from Alabama. He ran just as fast as Cooper Cup with a four six two. Wow! <laughs> and he slated to be a seventh round pick or oh. UDFA. Right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's insane. And that's why I I didn't even want to hear David Bell mentioned. That's why I immediately, as soon as he said Watson, Watson, it's done. Watson, I don't care. <laughs> Don't tell. Don't talk about this other guy. That's fine. <laughs> uh, see here, Chiefs are up here. Um, I'm kind of looking at best available at this point because a couple of the guys um, I was you hoping could, you still need maybe. wide receiver depth. Yeah, I was looking at um, Naylor. Uh, there's no. Naylor, Robinson, Stearns. Here's a small school guy that no one's been looking at. He's out of Lenore, Ryan, Derek Young. The kid's amazing. Six foot three, two hundred and twenty pounds. Good route runner comes from a small community college school. Oh. Lenore Ryan. Okay. I get down with that. We definitely need some kind of hit here. Size. Size. Yeah. Size, speed, depth. That's somebody that you could throw on the practice squad. And if McCole Harden can't fix the Eric Ebron hands he has, you can bring him in and run the slot. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. I would have, I would have said Demetrius Harris hands because that makes it a little bit more cheats related. All, it, it, I know, but it's it, they all are about the same, really. If you look yeah. at it, you're looking at a thirty percent drop rate. Yeah, you're right. No. I agree, and, that, and that's been that's been why, in a way, I guess that you know, McCall has not has not grown in the offense as much. It's just because of that drop rate has been high. He, I mean, the, the the talent level that he had potentially should be. It's, he it's be the same it. reason why I laughed that the Bears signed MVS and uh, uh, what's his name from the Packers as well. What was the other one? Um, Equanimous oh. St. Brown. Both of them are drop dropsies. Yeah. Well, we got MVS. Scantling. <laughs> oh, you Scantling. got MVS. That's right. Yeah. yeah. All he is is pure speed, and that's if he can catch the ball. You got to lay it up perfectly for him and hope he still yes. catches it. Uh-huh. Right. I'm with you. He, it's he, gonna be interesting. Who's that guy from that movie, The Replacements? He's Clifford Franklin. No. 
Coach, man, you man. just don't look natural. <laughs> but, you know, and that's another man. I didn't realize she said man, that, that's a there's a the depth in a way in a way the depth is pretty good for the Chiefs as far as what they have in the receiver room. But there's just so many question marks about it, about every single one of them. When you said MBS and Juju Smith Schuster. Josh yeah. Gordon, another one. They're like, there's a lot of question marks, a lot of talent in that in that room. Still, despite losing Tyreek, but there's a lot of question marks on what that group could be you know, potentially, and what they could not be potentially. Yeah, just think, Patrick Mahomes is going from, you know, an offense he's had for the last three years or whatever to now you got a whole different wide receiver corps. And it's like, all right, well, who's going to stay healthy? Who's not? Is Juju actually going to play the whole season? Or is he going to be on the bench because he's injured? That's, or whatever that's it is. the other thing. Juju Smith-Schuster has not had a healthy season since A.B. left the Steelers. That's right. It's he's played 12 to 15 games. And the 15 it's, games was this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was because he was out there, I think, what, the whole, pretty much the whole last year, or previous year. So, Yeah, he was out for... Uh, nine of the 16 games last year. He only played seven. He had like 400 yards, which is great for seven games, yeah. but only one touchdown. But you need guys and on the field. And that's what brought up James Washington and the other guy that's there. That's why they became the main targets for Big Ben. Yeah, you're right. Oh, uh, dropping Deontay Johnson. Yeah, dro- drops. Yeah, yeah. Talk about drops, that guy. Uh, yeah. All right. Anyways, back to it here. Browns are up 246 here. Um, so we did edge, wide receiver. What are we looking it's at? Safety. It's safety, corner or tight end, cornerback. Oh, uh, yeah, I just uh, had to... Corner, tight end, or actually running back, he might be listed as. If Connor Hayward is there, that would be a great pick for him. Because he can play fullback, running back, and tight end. Out of Michigan State. Out of Michigan if State. If he's there. Oh, yeah, there he is. He's under tight end on this one. Yep. Connor Hayward, I like that. If he's able to be versatile, especially on an offense that's going to be looking for it with Deshaun, that's going to be is, perfect. Does anybody him. need a fullback on their team? Do not. Yeah, we're, we're I'm out of, of pick. The, the only reason why I'm going to pick, say this guy's name, he's out of Purdue, Xander Horvath. His RAS pro comp is Mike Allstott. Oh, what? <laughs> yes. Is that, but does that even work in today's in today's game? Is that that kind of fullback even work? Um, he can That's- receive out of the backfield. He can block on passing downs, and he can block on running downs. Yes, that does work. <laughs> if he, if you don't want to use him as a fullback, he's a guy you could transition into a halfback. He's played both for Purdue, and he and would I mean- be a power back for days. Yeah, because the Chiefs, you he's, know, last year. He's 6'2", which... 240 pounds with 4'5", 4'4"-ish speed. Oh. Oh, yeah, that, that oh. wakes you up a little bit. Hey. <laughs> I mean, we took, uh, uh, what's his name here? I'm looking him up real quick. Uh, Michael Burton. Okay. Michael Burton from uh, New Orleans, you know. Who so, came from Detroit before that. Came from, yeah. So, I mean. I wouldn't mind him if we can sneak away with that guy. Sounds like some promise. Uh, let's see here. I'm on the clock here, 251. I'm going to go Trey Williams from Arkansas. Um, Mike was talking pretty highly about him. 
Yeah. I think I'm going to go that route. That's a good pick. Uh, he's, he's been pretty he, – he didn't put up – you know, he's, I think he's one of the guys who had put up a lot of numbers, but he's just productive on how he attacks mm-hmm. on the D-line and and, uh, and and be able to disrupt plays. I think that's a good pick and, and very underrated pick. Trey Williams could be. If it, wasn't, if it wasn't for injuries, the last fullback that would have been a good choice who played for the Browns, who had a pro comp of Mike Stott, was Peyton Illis. Real? Oh yeah, we had Peyton Hills. No, we did. yeah we did. That's yeah, yeah, the Browns did. Yeah, yeah. they drafted him. <laughs> One year wonder. Let's <laughs> see here. Chiefs are up again here. Actually, I'm gonna look offensive tackle because it's not gonna hurt for depth wise. No. There's a guy. There's a guy that Mike and I. Mike. Read it. Rattle Mike off settled. the names, and yeah. I'll tell you if I heard of anybody. Uh, attacker right now, DeLucas DeCulis. Deculus. Deculus, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Luke Tenuta. Those Louisiana names. Yeah, I yep. know, right? They get me every time. <laughs> Devin Cochran. Uh, Bamadila Olaseni. Seni? No, there's a Samoan name if I ever heard one. Right. And it's a Utah guy. We know Andy Reid loves, loves the Utah BYU guys. So, so does uh, Dan Campbell, too. Oh, Tyler Vabel. That's the guy that we were looking at last time. Uh, son of Coach Vabel for the Titans. Hmm. I think I think that was the guy we were looking at. Van Denmark was the last one uh, that we also met, mentioned at one, I think, one of the times. So I think I'm going to go. Everybody was, uh, because of the 10 RAS for Jordan Davis, did you listen to the combine and what they said about him? on why he only played 30% of the snaps? No, actually, I'm, I must have missed that part. I, I had a, uh, was they a were lot talk, of mute. It was after they uh, they ran it, and he ran that amazing 40, and they, they talked about, you know, this is why he was off the field a lot. Average NFL defensive lineman, as far as D-tackles concerned, run 500 yards a game. Jordan Davis averaged 850 yards per game. <laughs> That's a big man running with only like that. right, which you're big, you're three, you're six foot four and three hundred and forty pounds, and you need oxygen after you run a guy down from behind for for twenty yards. What so. the world? Because think about it, he was going past the line to begin with, create taking on double teams and working there, and then the containment's busted. The running back gets loose oh, or yeah. a wide receiver sweep. And he has to turn around and catch them, and he would catch them before they got a touchdown. That's where he got most of his tackles. That's insane. I I did not hear that. Oh man! So that makes sense then. All right, guys. So, I think it's updated on your side, but no, that's insane. Like just by that. So let's do a little recap here. See how you got feel your or get your thoughts, your feelings. Um, if this was to come into play for you, Jeremy, we'll start with you here on the Lions side. Um, looking at your first couple picks here between Walker, uh, Cena, and Watson, and then Anderson, the linebacker. Like, what are your thoughts here around your picks? I, I think it's great. It adds talent and depth to this team. Uh, we're paper thin at safety, so two safeties are almost a must in this draft, and that's why I chose Sterling Weatherford later too. So. Yeah, I, I love the draft I did. 
Yeah, I think it's pretty solid too. You got and you, you know, you should uh, share with us some sneaky guys to look for some under the radar uh, with the Northern Iowa Isaiah Weston, especially being one in Sterling Weatherford. So. Yeah, uh, Isaiah Weston is that perfect 10 RAS I was telling you I wasn't going to name till I got there. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Solid draft there. Absolutely. There's a lot of lot of depth. And, again, that's something that I think a lot of talent uh, on the board for the Lions, but at the same time, you know, depth talent <clears throat> to really continue to build that program and build that organization for Dan Campbell. I think that's a, that's a very solid uh, solid start right there. Yeah, in a wink. And at, wink. 19, at 19, I love the Devin Lloyd pick. Even oh, though yeah. he ran a 4.65, do you realize he still had a 9.56 RAS? Did not. I actually did not know. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So he almost had a 10 himself. He had the size, he had everything but the speed. That's just amazing. That's just amazing. Uh, wink here is jealous you got seen so there you go on that you got somebody <laughs> jealous on that for chiefs fans so that's pretty cool uh let's see here we'll go down i'll make mine last jonathan here look at the saints here what are our thoughts here Olave, lloyd jones mitchell robinson jr kind of your four or five i guess what are we thinking yeah, like I said, I, my, my focus at first was really for the offensive tackle. I didn't get one early on. It's like I was hoping for it. just never panned out. I, if that was if that's like the case, you probably see the Saints in the real draft uh, trade up to at least get that offensive tackle. But uh, I, I had to go with what it was what was given with you know, with Chris Olave being, in, in my eyes, one of the top three receivers in this draft, falling to 16. Uh, and you know, to to complement Mike Thomas with his route running and speed that he provides, uh, and gives a weapon uh, to Jameis Winston, uh, Devin Lloyd. I said that was just more of a uh, best player available pick. I, I did not want a, a quarterback with Kenny Pickett was still available. I think that, you know, I, I just I'm not high on the quarterbacks, and I, I don't think taking a first round quarterback would be the best best bet for us uh, at, at this time at this year. Devin Lloyd would be in that. Travis Jones, another one who's another, uh, I think, a best player available in the eyes at 49 uh, and really providing depth on the D tackle spot uh, and then not getting that off the tackle until Max Mitchell. Uh, but the, the, the offensive line is just something that I feel like it's going to be a, a big target. Uh, just it didn't, fell, it didn't fall that way uh, that I was hoping to early on. But getting Brian Robinson and then Jalen Wittermeyer continued to really replenish that offensive uh, side of the ball. Uh, and, and focusing on the weapon side for Jameis, and and, and and really giving opportunity because offense wise, we you know we talked about uh, separation. The offense in the Saints was I think they were dead last on separation at the skill position, receivers and tight ends. So getting the speed and route running of Chris Olave, getting a, a big size tight end and Jalen Wittermeyer that can go get the ball and make something happen. I think that's going to be a, a huge start uh, restart at least for this offense under the new regime of Dennis Allen. Oh, by far, and I, I think that's—I th- I like the load up late, or you know, later in the draft, uh, between the th- uh, fourth, third and fourth round, just on offense, just trying to go get some some guys, some big yes. guys that's going to take care of some business nope. <laughs> against those defensive well, guys. <laughs> I'm going to have to leave. My phone's about ready to die. All right, sounds good, Jeremy. Uh, Thank you for having me. Appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Just. 
recap mine here real quick here. Obviously, Mike's going to pick the Chiefs tomorrow. He's going to be a little bit more in-depth than me. Uh, but, you know, it's defensive heavy uh, for the Chiefs here, and that's kind of, I think, what we're going to aim for in the end. We'll get some weapons uh, going into play, uh, but I think it's just going to be an overall defensive style draft exactly what veach did for the offensive line last year of just loading up on draft you know draft picks so uh i wouldn't be surprised to see him really go all out especially on the edge linebacker in the corner position um and i would not hate it if he goes two secondary players in the first because daxon hill's there scenes there um elam's there so i wouldn't hate to see two secondary guys either going to play no, like I said, the way how this division is being uh, is is being rebuilt, you have to start loading up a little bit more on that defense and get and that, and get younger, get younger, but at the same time, cost and for the Chiefs wise, cost effective, and that's and that's something that you're going to really need to look into as the as the contract of Pat Mahomes really starts kicking down the road a little bit more. Travis Kelsey's contract gets down the road a little bit more, so you're going to need to start getting a little bit cheaper on that side of the ball and, as well as uh, younger. So. I agree. I targeting all three sides of the defensive uh, side of the ball with you know the edge uh, with Mafe and then Walker and as well as Elam and uh, Joseph. That's a good good start into that aspect of uh, of really targeting that defensive side and and creating the depth that you're going to need to compete against the the teams of you know with Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, and Justin Herbert in that AFC West for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, I'm not going to go over the Browns pick. Um, I don't think we drafted too bad for him uh you know i think they got enough depth here janal mcbride i like jones jr for him being uh, a speed guy um so i think for those guys for the browns they're just gonna be looking prior to fill more depth than anything than refilling um this year especially at the deshaun watson trade they're just gonna try to get what they can so absolutely i agree with that for sure all right let's see here Got a couple more comments here. Uh, what's that? CLXCH. Uh, no MVS is technically also under contract, but we do have a way out this year if things don't work out. Yeah. I mean, obviously they put that, you know, stipulation in just in case things go south without, you know, an Aaron Rodgers. But he performed well with Aaron Rodgers, so he should perform well with Patrick Mahomes, considering that they're almost kind of the same quarterback in a way. There's not much of a drop-off between the two, is there? No. I can't imagine there would be. I mean, if you're going from Aaron Rodgers, like Devontae Adams to Derek Carr, that's a whole different subject. Right. So, I don't know. It's me kind of thing. But, you know, it's, time will tell. Absolutely. Jonathan, thank you for you know joining on and you know doing this draft with us. I know, like I said, I know you're quite busy with uh, tournament season underway, uh, especially also with the uh, upkick of your uh, facility as well, your academy. And I know that uh, how that kind of goes because my brother, he actually coaches the hitting coach for the Milwaukee Brewers right now, and he opened up a local academy here as well. So I, I'm aware of the process. I know it's stressful. I went in there to help him out with a few things. So, uh, you know, it sounds like you're doing great things. And then, you know, I hope to have you on sometime, maybe as we get closer to training camp or something like that, and talk about some, some Saints ball. So, Oh, absolutely. I appreciate it. I appreciate the time. I, I love to take that invitation uh, to be able to do so as we get closer to, to the, the, as you said, the training camp. Uh, I love love talking love talking sports all together. Been talking with Dan on, on baseball, but yep. I love talking I love talking football. I love talking about my Saints. So uh, anytime, uh, you know, 
let me know and we'll definitely make sure to schedule something out for that solid we will we'll stay in contact here all right guys jeremy for the lions he had a jet out um appreciate to have him on great insights uh please make sure you go check out his channel as well uh kneecap biting with smoking jeremy b fabulous channel great insights anyways guys this is tanner i'm out everybody have a great easter sunday night and uh we'll see you tomorrow for show two thanks all <laughs>